Hi, hello, hi, welcome again to What Do You Do Again? What was that monotone like? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be clever, it just turned out really awkward. My name's Roger, I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm Jamie, I'm the other co-host. Did there we, we nix co-host yet? Yeah, we did, so okay. I don't know why you oh, said yeah, it, that's but my bad. I was just going with what you said. <laughs> All right, today I'm super happy to have our guest here, DJ Femi. How are you doing? Uh, Gang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the theme of this podcast in general is what do you do again? We get a lot of questions. <clears throat> Sorry, as artists, just what your life is like. People don't really know. Like, yeah, they're like, what do pod- you do? How do yeah, you make money? How do you make mm-hmm. money? All, all those <laughs> stupid questions. And like, we're just here kind of trying to demystify it, make it a little bit more accessible. I like and- that. Mm-hmm. Just like it's not, there's real people behind it. It just yes. like seems all fancy. And real know? work <laughs> behind it. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you give us like a super elevator pitch of who you are and what you do? Doesn't have to, you know. Just all right. Tell us who By you super are. elevator pitch, like we got time. We yeah, don't, we got we don't time. Need Thirty seconds. Word. Just like tell us what's up. Well, give us the novel. <laughs> all right. Well, my name is DJ Femi. Uh, you know, my real name is Bria. And Did not know your real name, by the way. <laughs> For the world, my real name is Bria, but I go by DJ Femi, so if you see me, I'll call me Femi. I will probably not answer to my real name. That's crazy. Yeah, on some real shit. Yeah, <laughs> it really won't. My friends have called me, you know, by my real name in public, and I just literally didn't answer. <laughs> but uh, that's about the point. Um, so, yeah, I am a DJ from Pittsburgh, born in Pittsburgh, based out of Pittsburgh, all that good stuff. Um I have been DJing for about nine years now. It's been a really long time. I am known for playing like Afrobeat and dancehall and trap, pretty much anything that makes you twerk, I like to say. Um, (coughs) But I'm just now starting to get into like EDM music and kind of like trying to broaden my spectrum of what I play. Is that to get you more gigs? Hell yeah. Right. Get uh-huh. me more gigs, more money. And it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Too, yeah. you know. I like what I do anyway, so it's never been about the money, but you know, it's always about the money at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you had said earlier about playing a, an EDM show and but putting like your twist on it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, every first Thursday I do a I have a new residency and it's at Scenario on the South Side, um, on East Carson Street. And it's every first Thursday, I think I already said that. It's from 10 to 2, and it's called Sweatbox. And it's EDM, and I came up with that name. I'm real excited. That, that's a pretty <laughs> catchy name. <laughs> yeah, it's called Sweatbox. It's downstairs in Scenario, and if you've ever been there, it's, it's real loungy. So it's like a little box, and I just want people to dance and sweat in, you know. <laughs> um, but it's EDM, trap, Afrobeat, and uh, like some reggae dance hall in there, too. Just so they can keep the EDM feel, but, you know, put a little Femi twist on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's free. <coughs> oh. yeah, it's cool. You can wear whatever you want on the South Side. <laughs> so a lot of places you play have dress codes? Most places I play actually don't because I play a lot in Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. But I know on the South Side, like, you know, obviously they have dress codes. Like crazy. Is that, right. I didn't know that was so the here's, thing. Here's the yeah, thing. well, for black people, it fucking oh, sucks on the yeah, south side. <laughs> like, I right, never no, you got to tell me more about this because here I am. I 
Facebook. I don't go out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. This is why we're going to live together, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I mean, I'm a musician. Jamie's a painter. Mm-hmm. When we go out, it's to events that we either play or we're, like, networking. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like, Always I don't working. go out from myself <laughs> Word. that much. So you got to tell me about sort of, like, this nightclub scene, you know? <laughs> yeah. You can, you can tell it. me things because I don't know them. And you could keep... Word. Yeah. This is your floor now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, shit. Like, I don't even know where to start. I just feel like I've always been a partier. You know, I've always been one to kind of, like, break the rules or not really follow them <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> you know, like, or even, like, when it came to, like, having a schedule. I was always one to not to not do very well. Well, I, I guess that's kind of a lie because I do like schedules, but... I mean, it helps when you're taking gigs. Yeah, because I'm a very strategic person in my mind. Like, I'm classically trained. I'm a, music, a musician as well. So, like, I have organization in my brain. But mm-hmm. when it comes to me, you know, having to report to somebody or, you know, be under somebody else's rules, I just never really mm-hmm. have been that good at that. So... Um, what were we talking about again? Just uh, all right. We started with dress. Started with dress code. Oh yeah, yeah. Us trying to figure <laughs> and the out. night, night, and this whole say, experience. Because you're like, there's that? no dress code at your spot, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I was like, I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, like I've no, never I'm been to a place where I need a dress code. I've had to dress up for gigs. I, I I've never needed to dress up for one time. I got kicked out of a bar because I was wearing this hat. This hat, like that. Oh my god. Well, I was real drunk when I got there. Where were you at? What area? Uh. Uh, Koreatown. Where the fuck? Oh. Yeah. Well, he was like, the bouncer was like, man, I need you to take off your hat. No, it was in LA. Oh. And all the other, you know, I was wearing oh. like sneakers oh, and yeah. this hat and like a sweatshirt because I've been drinking all day. And <laughs> all the other women I was with were in like heels and dresses and shit. And I was like, okay, it's a nice place to take off my hat. Nah, go inside. Tons of dudes wearing hats. So then I put my hat back on, drank more, and then. I got kicked out because I kind of fought with the bouncer. But that was the first time I ever experienced dress code. So I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Double standard bullshit. (laughs) Sexist bullshit. Yeah, it sucks. On the south side. Because I'm I'm curious. You know, and I don't, I don't, I'm not one to talk shit, but south side dress code fucking sucks. Talk shit. This is a platform. Yeah, south side. Collared shirts and. It's just like, they just want people to dress classy. And it's like, I get it, you know, but classy for one person might not be classy for the next person. I don't know. You I, right now, I'm wearing like this army vest, and I have Tim's on, and I got like super comfortable clothes. I would not get in if Wait. it was Friday or Saturday. I wouldn't get on the south side. My hoops are too big. One time, they didn't let me and my cousin in on the south side. I'm not gonna say where, but they didn't let us in because her hoop earrings were too big, and they said you can't get in here with all that. And they, the bouncer did this. And my Ooh. eyes just got real if wide. If you can't see, I'm giving like mad attitude with the finger behind the mic. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I mean, no one can see it, but I like your finger. Yeah, like, thanks. classy. <laughs> Who just like, I hate super the dressed outside for the most part because the people suck. I, yeah, man. And nobody <laughs> like wants to those, be around all those drunk yeah. people. And that just yeah. is not a. But well, like they're all like the there. same drunk person. Yeah, and they're like all the same. Like, just... And they're all in like college. But like, yeah. so that's like that's the I, main yeah. reason why I like hate the South Side. Just for like. But you like working there. That working the there is different. At scenario, yes, I uh-huh. think. Because scenario is probably like the closest to the crowd that I'm going to get. I know a lot of people. I know, you know, some of the owners of scenario. I know a lot of the workers at scenario. 
And so I have a lot of scenario connections. So I think I just feel more comfortable at scenario. But like if I was to DJ probably like anywhere else, it'd probably be like way out of my comfort zone. It'd be like different crowd of people that I don't usually like to be around and mm-hmm. don't DJ for. You can be explicit for. about this, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that we're like, probably <laughs> not fans of Southside in general. Like, when yeah. we were in college, we never... That's just Yeah, like, we don't have to shoot talk any place, but, like, if you're talking about a general kind of yeah. person, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody knows what that general kind of person is on the Southside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're all, like, us in this room are hipsters and shit so i feel like <laughs> we really don't want to be like we want to walk out and what we have on right now like yo let's go get a drink yeah. yep. and it'd be okay you know and not get turned away for what we're wearing or you know think that we're about to be like causing them trouble because of what we're wearing you know like a lot of my guy friends especially like black men on the south side they don't get in anywhere and if they do mm-hmm. they have to be dressed to the t like collared shirt dress shoes like they can't wear jordans they can't wear like t-shirts hoodies like so i'm gonna try and open up the floodgates mm-hmm. nightclub life mm-hmm. racist <laughs> racist as fuck yeah. <laughs> especially here in Pittsburgh. man yeah i mean i can imagine it just because i see those lines mm-hmm. like whenever i'm in the south i'm only over there if i have to play right, right. so if i'm there and i'm outside maybe getting a taco and walking back and i see <laughs> the lines I'm mm-hmm. just like, these people suck. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yo, I just I just don't have the time for that shit. No. Like, I just, I can't. I don't even want to enjoy myself when I'm on the south side. Like, it makes me not want to. It makes me not want to drink and get out of my, you know, mental space where I'm comfortable. Because all these fucking drunk-ass assholes, like, mm-hmm. around me that I don't fucking know. That's why I love Lawrenceville so much. Because, like, I can get plastered in Lawrenceville. And know that I'll be okay. At mm-hmm. least, like, I know everybody damn near knows me in Lawrenceville. Not to sound, like, cocky, but, like, I'm, I know I'll be good. Or at least around somebody who knows me. So they're like, oh, shit, that's DJ Femi. Maybe we should, like, you know, help her out. Whereas on the south side, they'd be like, oh, shit, that's DJ Femi. Look at her. You know, like, she's mm-hmm. going crazy. Like, having me sitting somewhere on the south side, peeing myself. You so know, it's where, a different level of respect you get. In, yeah. So, this is like a, a different form of segregation, I guess. Not like yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like you, you like to play like in in Lawrenceville because the people that are around you are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel comfortable and like you're respected in a certain way. Versus yeah, in definitely. Yeah. I think that. And do you also, find that a lot in your career? You know, like that your roadblocks are like the scenes. Yeah, um, I actually probably never really thought about it like that, but. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think that that is probably a lot of the reason why I am so comfortable in Lawrenceville, you know, just because, like, I think that people in Lawrenceville, personally, are a little bit more open-minded, you know, a lot more open-minded. I think that they are... (laughs) Well, I'm about to move out of Lawrenceville, but... Uh, that's true. But you're Lawrenceville at heart, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, no, I just feel like the people who are in Lawrenceville, the people who I have in my crowds are just open-minded. Like, usually nobody ever comes out to, like, start some shit. Mm -hmm. And whereas on the south side, like, people always getting kicked out. There's always somebody fighting. There's so many fucking cops. Like, you can't do anything. Like, and then most of the time on the south side, at least if you're black, especially a black man, like, you're getting patted down before you even go in. And I honestly hate establishments that, you know, pat you down before, you know, make you 
feel like a criminal before you're even a criminal. Like, dang, I couldn't even choose to do something bad if I wanted to because y'all already make, making me a criminal, you know? And I don't really complete like profiling. places like that. Yeah, yeah. it just kind of fucking sucks. So, And, you know, nobody wants to be like... Like, you literally invaded all my space so I can come spend my money in your establishment, you know? And mm -hmm. that shit is just not cool to me. So, Lawrenceville, I never had a fucking problem. Like, I've never been patted down, I'm pretty sure, on Lawrenceville. All my mm -hmm. friends can come up, you know, come out and wear exactly what the fuck we got on right now mm -hmm. and get in with Tim's and hoops and blingy. Like, I, oh my God, I can't wear camo what? on the south side. They tried like that. The one Every time. man is wearing camo in the south. Bruh, side. like yeah. I had on uh, all like my winter coat is just it's camo. Like it fucking keeps me warm. Like this <laughs> shit ain't swag at that point. Yeah. Literally wear this shit every day. So Do you like, think you're gonna like blend into some I don't know. Shit? <laughs> what, I think what? that I'm gonna like shoot it up or something. You know, you're camo. What? I had on an all camo outfit though, and, and I should have known. I should have known just because on the south side I should have just been extra cautious, but I fucking wasn't. So I went out thinking I was gonna go to this bar. Me and my friend, we was looking real cute, and I had camo. And you know, being a woman, like you don't ever get turned away. Yeah. What? And they were like, "No, nah, man, you can't come in with that." And I'm like, "Excuse me." So they like, part of me wanted to be change? like, "Hell no!" I didn't go back. I went to Lawrenceville. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that. ridiculous. Yeah, like I don't even want to spend money there. I'm not gonna go home and do what I have to do to spend money there when you couldn't accept me. You know, like it's just like they already have so many. And I get it, like, oop, and I get it. People make, like, bad decisions. All different types of people make bad decisions. You know what I mean? So, like, I get why an establishment has to have rules and shit like that. But it's like, damn. Well, like, those we rules are clearly don't apply to everybody. So. And if y'all wouldn't let people get so fucking crazy and drunk and shit. Like, in Lawrenceville, we all have a good time. Like, my friends, we all get fucking wasted. But <laughs> we all are just dancing all night. Or, like, jumping up and down on stage. Like, nobody's trying to fight nobody's even worried about fighting mm -hmm. anybody that's another reason why i love lawrenceville too and like the people that come to my parties because i feel like the people that i bring are so like different i have like the thuggest nigga like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like from the hood from homewood come to my party <laughs> and then like i'll have you know in gentrified lawrenceville which really needs <laughs> to be garfield but you know it's Penn avenue now so it's like lawrenceville but they're all no. dancing at the same place but yo yeah. and then i'll have like a whole bunch of like you know the whole gay community will come to my parties and then people who are like into i don't know some weird shit you know just like all different <laughs> types of different people come like out in lawrenceville yeah. and nobody gives a fuck that's like really encouraging. Yeah, and it's everybody, nobody's afraid to really kind of like let loose and dance. Like I've seen uh, one of the most beautiful things about Lawrenceville to me is seeing so many different types of people come together mm -hmm. in one space mm -hmm. and be accepting and not like, you know, being stereotypical where we might think like this group of people might be like, oh shit, like stereotypical towards this group of people are judgmental and it's like damn nobody even cares because everybody's having too much yeah. fun to even realize like mm -hmm. that's why i love lawrenceville that's and they're why there I love to that support crowd. you and see yeah you and most too. of the time they already know like if you come into my shit don't fuck it up because yeah. then we're gonna have a fucking problem <laughs> so like so yeah most of my friends usually are on their good behavior i'm i'm usually not but <laughs> they usually are <laughs> all right um tell me about how you started your work as a DJ. 
not just like you've been DJing for a while. How did you start that as your as your career, as your work? Well, um, so I've been DJing for nine years now. And I went to Kappa High School mm-hmm. for the cello. And um, when I was in ninth grade. Jizzle do violin. Yeah, and Jizzle's slim if you guys didn't know. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> That's just what like uh, his really close friends call him, Jizzle. So I'm going to be referring to him as Jizzle. Okay. So um, I was in ninth grade. Jizzle was in, I think he was in 12th grade. Yeah, he was in 12th grade. And, you know, I played cello. He played the violin. And he was, like, one of my first friends at Kappa, like, you know, one of my older friends. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he just, like, plugged me in with all his friends. And, like, I then I turned into, like, the cool, like, freshman, you know, that was hanging with all the seniors about to graduate. And in the music program at Kappa, you had to take, like, a music production, music tech class, you know. So we had a uh, music, music production class, and I was just learning a lot out of that class, out of music production and being around Jizzle and all his friends who then became my friends and then literally like they're a big part of of the reason why I actually am DJing now just because of you know the stuff that I learned from them being a freshman yeah you're like so (laughs) community Uh, yeah it's really cool and then we all went to crunk movement which uh is center of life yeah 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 we all kind of was it was in that program came up in that program in high school and you know jizzle and jules they were in that program for a long time and um shout out to isaiah and tim and they were in that program too <laughs> pt's kids yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but there's a yeah. lot of references here um yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try and give like a, a little summary whenever i put this out as like uh as like the Facebook group or the mm-hmm. Facebook event or whatever, I'll, I'll I'll try and add little side notes or footnotes for this stuff. But word, <laughs> word. Um, so yeah, so I guess just being around them, I was in the production at first and I was like kind of good at it. You know, I had a lot of fun doing that. But then I'm pretty sure it was Jizzle who was like, "Yo, you should start DJing." Or I don't really remember who to be honest, but okay. it was probably somebody like him. And they were like, "Yo, you should start DJing," and I'm like, "What?" Jizzle was DJing before me, mm. so I was always like standing next to him, you know, mm-hmm. watching. So I kind of did learn a lot from him as a DJ too, and just being around that. And then I did start DJing, and you know, it's been kind of doing its thing ever since. But now you're doing it as the only thing. And now I'm full time, baby. Fuck <laughs> yes. So you're sure. one of the lucky ones. Um, kind of not. Really. <laughs> yeah. So that's my ask. What do you like about it? What do you hate about it? I love that I kind of get to make my own schedule, you know. I was, As I was saying, I, I think I said this on the air earlier about how I'm just not really good with schedules. Um, so it's nice that I kind of just get to wake up and do what the fuck I want and still at the same time try to find structure in my life, you know, and not just be like a couch potato or yeah. something. With um, everything you're doing, there's no way. No you're way. A couch potato. Literally no way. <laughs> I would never um, believe it. I don't think like I could ever be a, a lot, couch potato, so. man. <laughs> yeah. At one point in college, I had like four or five jobs. I remember that shit. Oof. You know, I work fucking hard. No, man. that's the grind. Yeah, yeah man. So I'm going to work hard on this shit. But, uh, yeah, it's my only job. So it's nice, like, having no structure and creating the structure for yourself. That's cool. The really, the hardest part about it is obviously, like, the finances. Like, the yeah. financial situation fucking sucks. Like, some days I have really good days where I make a shit ton of money, like, at, for me. 
And I'm like, cool, like now I can pay my bills and live kind of comfortably, but that money is like gone. I never Mm -hmm. get to save it. And I'm just so in debt. So I really don't get to save much anyway, but that's probably the hardest part is just, you know, figuring out how you're going to get through the day. I think I just kind of am the type to take life day by day. I don't really think about the future that often. (laughs) I kind of just figure out how I'm going to survive right now, you know, and that's gotten me to where I am at now, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, you get to wake up every day and just work for yourself. Yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. It's a lot of work, you know, don't get it twisted. It's definitely, like, a shit ton of work, and and thankfully I That's one of the things, like, I want to make sure is clear like when you work for yourself you work more hours it doesn't happen overnight for sure it's just different work like you don't walk into the office and maybe do stuff for a few hours like you're all day Mm -hmm. on yeah and it's even more challenging because you're doing it because you know that you know fuck like i need to do this for myself you know Mm -hmm. it's not like fuck, I need to do this to meet a deadline for my boss. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, I need to do this, like, to live, you know? Mm -hmm. So many people at this point are are riding on what I feel like is going to be my success, but that success is going to turn into everybody's success. There's just too many things that are at stake, you know, for me to fail. Do you feel a lot of pressure on your, not just your own pressure? Do you feel outside pressure? Hell yeah. yeah. I feel pressure from everybody, from all my friends, but I feel like, if I didn't feel that pressure, then that would be a problem, you know, because I also, you know, my friends are that's constantly, when couch potato comes in. Yeah, that's <laughs> when I become a couch potato and I'm just like, fuck it, I don't care anymore. Because even like, you know, we all get those days where we're just like, I don't want to do it anymore. And my friends are just constantly in my ear like, yo, Femi, like, yo, Femi, what you got going on? Or even like people that just like to come to my parties, fans are, you know, quote unquote, they're like, yo, Femi, what you got going on? Or, yo, Femi, like, how are you today? <laughs> or, yo, Femi, like... How are you today? Still cool. That shit is <laughs> super cool, man. And I, I tell my friends that all the time. Like, like people hit your DMs yes, and are like, Femi, my, how are you? Yes. As a human being, how are you doing? Yes. Well, usually they text me. If okay, they're sending cool. me that, they're texting me. Knowing that they probably won't get a response. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll respond to them eventually because I don't really text anybody back. I'm really bad at that. <laughs> but, you know, now I have a manager. Her name is Chrisera. She's sitting in this room, and she's really amazing. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> she's doing such a good job. <laughs> yeah. she's doing and, and my friend Danny, she's, like, one of the hottest producers in the city of Pittsburgh. And she's also, like, the Swiss Army knife of the group. So she's fucking amazing. The Swiss Army knife of the yes. group. I love we that. Have like a so that means, like, the everything. Hell yeah, man. Danny can do everything. She be out here producing, engineering, singing, singing. singing. She'll be singing. <laughs> She'll be singing, like... She be performing like literally Danny could do it all, man. And she's good at what she does. So I'm just I'm just so blessed to have these people like checking on me all day. But they keep me motivated, you know, and like it helps me keep myself motivated. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool. So like, damn, I got a manager now. It's not just about my money. It's about her money, too. Or, (laughs) she definitely don't play that, man. She all about the bag. Yeah, man. Oh, I, I'm, I, I mean, I'm glad you're finding something that, like, okay. Sorry. It's not, I was about to go into this, like, finding your passion. Oh, yeah, go into it. I'm that's, here. No, no, that's really dumb. 
it's not. No, it's no, not. Do it. Do, do it. it. Come we on. talk about oh that God. all the time. Yeah, so you're, you're finding your thing. <laughs> you're finding your passion. And every step of the way, there's these roadblocks, and you're kind of brought back into the reason you want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's got to be something that brings you into it every time, that gets you out of bed every morning. And part of it's obviously now your friends mm-hmm. and your support, but the idea that you want to do this and you want to do this so badly and it's not even about you anymore. Yeah, I swear. And I think, like, to me, that's probably what drives me most because of my friends and, of course, my I, my family. They support me, like, times a thousand. You know, numbers can't even express how much my main family supports me. I'm also the oldest out of my siblings, and, you know, a lot has always been riding on me just to kind of be, like, the example. Yeah. Even though I... feel I, that, too. I'm, I'm the oldest, Word. Too, so. Yeah, so you know, like... Yeah. And I feel like I'm not an example. But for them, <laughs> I would tell, like, you know, like... I feel that, too. I'm a good example for some things, you know? Like, <laughs> but most things I'm probably not the best example for. But I... It's, you know, fuck it. Uh-huh. I don't care. But, you know, for them, I am the example for everything. And I think, like... That, Are you siblings DJs yet? No, man. I have, a, I have an 18 year old brother. Shout out to him. His name is Skyler. He's in U Arts, and he's in U Arts for the bass right now. He was also Ooh. in CLL. Oh no way! Yeah, um, <laughs> but he's in and U uh, Arts in Philly right now for the bass, and he's going to change his major to music production, and uh, he's focusing on that right now. And then I have an eight year old sister and a four-year-old sisters so Oof, that's, yeah lots of age gaps but that's you know a that's just age gap what <laughs> <laughs> crazy i know my like mom was out there <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> sorry sorry mom because <laughs> i know she's gonna listen to it i'm gonna send her a link when it come out she's gonna be like really bria <laughs> but um oh no i think that just being like the older sibling for them is what keeps me going Outside of my parents, man. My parents, like, my mom and my dad, they, they, especially my mom, words can't even express how much she supports me. That's so it's not even about me. Like, of course, for me, it's like, I don't, honestly, I've never thought about option number two. I've never mm-hmm. thought about plan B, plan C, plan D, because, like, this is the only thing I know how to fucking do. You know what I mean? Like, I need this shit to work. I've also, like, heard that, and this is also part of my own problem, it's mm-hmm. like my own journey, is that I've had so many plan Bs for so much of my life. Word. And, like, to just try and do the one thing. Like, in that way, you're unlucky and you're lucky mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes. Because no matter what, you got to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that also means you get the pitfalls of it. You don't yeah. get the back, like, versus... If I you don't get fail, options you don't have the options. Fail. You don't have the option to fail. I have the option to fail. Mm-hmm. And that's like knowing that always kind of like stops you from doing the full thing. Like I have multiple jobs right now, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not to Jamie's looking at me with the Sorry. sternest <laughs> eyes. Yo, <laughs> but I, maybe it's just something I've like thought about because, you know, I'm 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 envious. I'm jealous. Of the lifestyle where <laughs> you have no other options but, like, do or die, basically. Yeah. I guess I, I could say I'm kind of jealous of your lifestyle, you know? Like, being on the other end, I was that person for, you know, my whole entire life where I knew, I always knew, literally, up until the, the you know point I can remember, I've always wanted to do music. I've always mm-hmm. played instruments. I've 
I've always tapped into music so many different ways that I knew what I was meant to do was music. So that was like pretty easy choice for me. Like I was probably like four, like when I started playing the piano, you know, like, and that just was always kind of instilled in me with my family, grandparents and all that. So I, that making that decision was easy, but trying to figure out what lane I wanted to take. And, you know, of course I do have other options realistically. Like yeah, yeah. I can always, you know, I do have music, uh, playing instruments behind my in my resume I guess so I can always go play in an orchestra if I wanted to I can always do music production if I wanted to or you know there's you have other options yeah but it's like yo the thing that's really gonna make me happy like this there is no option to fail just because I don't even know where I would where my success would be if I were to go into one of those plan b's I would just probably be okay with you know, singing at a cafe somewhere, making whatever money I can get from tips. And that would be like a plan B for me, you know, but this is like the only option. Yeah. It's never been another option. Like I just got to go hard at this because if I don't go hard, then I'm not going to eat, you know, I'm not going to survive my people who are supporting or who I'm supporting, in a sense, you know, they're not going to survive. It's just too many things at this point in my career that are kind of riding on this. It's not just my success anymore, you know? Yeah, I feel that super Shit. hard. Roger, God. I hate that you said, uh, <laughs> plan. I always had this plan B. It's not like, something I'm proud of, and it's not something I, but the I thing want is, like, to think really good about. You should feel good about that, though. I, I know. Like I feel that, like I've known you for a long time, and I know that you only want to do music, and you'd be so like I feel like I know you'd I'd be, be real upset with doing yourself. Anything else. No, it's I know, true, and like, I don't think you would actually be able to do it. How you know that there is no other fucking option? That's what I'm saying. That's why I was yeah. giving that look. I could okay, work I in an office. Obviously, you can do so many other things. Yeah, and you did. You worked for like a chemical company. I did a lot for a while. <laughs> but yeah, that's I'm what I'm saying. Like, it. there's always this plan A, but maybe there's these sub plans that are helping you yeah. continue on with that plan A. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we're all striving for the point that you're at. Yeah. Right, where you're, well, like, only doing your work. This is, like, the hard part. I feel like when people are, like, you know, the the term struggling artist, you know, yeah. I feel like I'm in the fucking pit of that right yeah, now. Because yeah. it's definitely a struggle. People don't see the struggle. They just see you on stage having a good time. Mm-hmm. Your or friends they see having, your Instagram and yeah, that. Yeah, you know, and look at how much realize. fun you're having. Right, you know, and I'm like, like shit, I, I calculate in my brain what to put on Instagram like yeah, every yeah. day, you know? Yeah, yeah. So people don't realize while I'm putting that shit on Instagram, I might not be eating dinner <laughs> tonight. Literally, I, I, I think I had one corner of a waffle today oh. on some real shit, like, oh, you know? That's real. That's all I had in my house. And it's just like, people don't... Did you don't, make it yourself? Hell yeah, I got Maker. Uh, That's the only reason I, I thought about corner. like the corner. I'm yeah, just saying, like you don't get Eggo waffles. In <laughs> nah, it was like a Belgian <laughs> waffle. Like shit was fluffy. And I had one corner. <laughs> it was good though. But you know, people just don't. They don't see that part. Mm-hmm. They just see while I'm sitting there eating that little tiny corner piece of this waffle. I'm posting like you know one of my most lit parties I've done on Instagram, mm-hmm. or I'm like posting about an event, or. You know, everything about that is just image. Is at there that something point. that yeah. your fans wish, or you wish your fans knew about you that they don't see? I don't know. I always, excuse me, love and hate that question because obviously I want my fans to know like the real me. But 
it's hard to let your fans know the real you because the fake you like is is all they know. So I feel like if they know the real you, will they like you anymore? Will they come out and support you the same way? And I feel like a lot of my friends would. Obviously, they know yeah. the real me. Yeah. But, um, you know, I say this to my friends all the What's time. What's the big difference? I don't mean... Like, a lot of people don't even know my real name. You didn't even know my I real name before I walked name. in here, you know? And, yeah. like, that's cool. I love that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's also a battle, like, identity battle thing that I have within myself because people don't know who Bria is, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who Femi is, and it's mm-hmm. really like um, Femi. Like I am Femi, you know, of course. But at the same time, I'm also Bria, you know. And I have these real life things that I go through, just like any of us in this room, or you know. And I think that kind of gets overlooked with people. So people just think that I'm good all the time. <laughs> people think that they don't need to check on me. People think that. You know, I, um, I got money. People think that just because I got gold and, you know, all that. And it's like, shit, it's not even, y'all don't even see the struggle. So I kind of, I want people to know how hard I struggled to get here. You know, I'm not even where I'm, you know, where I want to be. I'm still struggling right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. just, this is just the fucking legwork, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I guess I would. Are you comfortable uh, with yourself and where you are? I mean, not to say financially. I mean, just like. As as an artist, are you comfortable with yourself right now? Yeah, man, I think I am. I think I'm finally at that point where I'm like, okay, man, Femi, you might be the shit for real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the most, like, humble way, but yeah. it's still, like, I, I love it. I love this journey that I'm on. Like, I can't lie. The struggle, it takes a real special person to fucking live the life that I live, and I know that. You know, like, yeah. I have friends... That I know couldn't, you know, do this. I have conversations with them all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, to see see when they have a hard time with something, and I'm just like, you know, damn. Well, yeah, at, least, tough, at least right? you're eating, you know, <laughs> three times a day, or shit. At least you're able to like you pay your car note, or you know, some wild <laughs> shit. Like, and you know, and that's just and not not to like knock them or anything because I'm I'm happy they can do that, but. You know, I think that it definitely just takes a real special person to live how I live and be willing to, like, give up your life for this struggling artist. Yeah. To, to fucking quit all your jobs and be like, yo, all the money that I'm going to ever see is going to be from DJing. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck? That's where I'm at right now. And I haven't had any gig for three weekends. How the fuck am I living? You know, how can people possibly think that I'm okay? How can people possibly think that... I got money. Uh, so, like that. <laughs> how the fuck are you living? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't playing when I say that I just go day by day. Like, I will figure out how to make that money when I need that money. Like, rent comes up, I will have rent. Mm-hmm. I literally, literally, my account be negative or something wild shit, and I'll come up with rent. I don't know how. You know, it's just, I think, like a hustler, hustler mentality at that point. Just knowing how to like finesse and you know figure shit out and I don't know yeah, I honestly don't know how yeah. I you know my mom helps me sometimes when she can but other than that like I did, I get all this shit on my own this shit is hard yeah. you know I wouldn't want anybody to struggle the way I struggle but definitely I know that what I'm doing right now is it's gonna get so much better like mm-hmm. yeah. so soon like I can feel it in my blood like it's coming i know the bag is coming 
And yes. we are going to be good. Speaking of that, you want to talk a little bit about South by Southwest? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I like Square. that. Plug that shit. <laughs> yes. South by Southwest. Yeah, Coming tell us how up. that unfolded. Okay. So, South by Southwest, me and my manager, Cressera, we were just sitting there talking. Actually, I think before that, somebody had tagged me in a post on Instagram. And I'm not even sure who tagged me in it. I I don't know if I want to say that, but you know, I forget who tagged me in that. Make sure you <laughs> beep beep. Edit that I mean, out. if they're <laughs> hold up, if they're listeners, just hit Femi up. She'll want to know. I, for, I forget. I really <laughs> sincerely do forget whose Instagram it was that tagged me in it. But somebody, some guy, tagged me in this post, and it was Making It Magazine's Instagram, and I they're like a um, you know a magazine based in Atlanta. And, you know, they have a pretty good following. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, this seems legit. I guess I'll just go ahead and submit. So I went over to Cressera's house, and we're trying to get some work done. And um, I'm like, she's like, man, Femi, we got to get to South by Southwest this year. And I'm like, I know, man. I try to go every year. You know, it just is just was just in the back of our mind for real. And we're just like, cool. So I submitted this real bullshit application. Like, they were asking questions like, you know, who – why do you think we should choose you? And, oh, by the way, the it was, it was like how, if you submit, you get to be chosen for meet and greet. And it was like only DJs. That's what it, the background for that post is. But <clears throat> I submitted my application really like, I really didn't feel like doing it. I just didn't feel like typing. You know, I typed like two sentences per question. Mm -hmm. And they were like, why do you feel like we should choose you? And I'm like, you know, fuck it. This will be a really great opportunity, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, a couple of days later, we get an email and it's like, congratulations, you have been selected for meet and greet. And I was like, what the fuck? And I like called my mom. <laughs> and this is like two in the morning. I'm like, mom, mom. And she's like, freaking out and I call Cassara she's freaking out and I'm like yo we're going to South by like and then in order for me to I had to <laughs> also sent Cassara this super crazy voice memo because it was like <laughs> three in the morning and she was asleep for work the next day so she wasn't answering the phone <laughs> um but I had to so I had to post the flyer that they gave me on my Instagram, and basically they wanted to see the reaction I was going to get, how mm -hmm. many reposts, all that stuff. So um, I did that, and I got really good feedback from all my friends and their supporters in Pittsburgh, and they chose me out of, like, three other DJs, I'm pretty sure, to DJ for this all-female showcase that's going to be happening on Saturday there, which is, I think is, like, the 14th, maybe, 13th or 14th. Um, of uh, March, but yeah, that's just yeah. next weekend. Yeah. All right. By the time this episode airs, you will. Have I'll been be there. I would have been there. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, you can see the post on yeah. Instagram at this point. Swear. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's how it started, and then um, then by that point we started taking it serious, and we were like, oh shit, like we're going. Like, yeah. Let's get a, a GoFundMe page up, and you know, try to get some more connections while we're out there. So you know. Sarah's doing her thing. She's hitting people up, and she got me in a couple other parties outside of that. And, you know, we have a lot of opportunities just to, to DJ down there, which is, like, fucking so much more than I could have asked for. Um, but, you know, we'll also be, we know so many people that who are going. So networking down there is going to be insane. I'm really excited. That's just fucking, like, 
tip of the iceberg, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you guys more when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how often do you get to DJ outside Pittsburgh? Not often. I'm Pittsburgh-based. I live here. So, like, when I get to DJ outside of Pittsburgh, it's like I feel like I'm doing something. And that's You're still doing rare. stuff in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm though. doing stuff here, but, you know, I feel like, there always comes that point where you're like, damn, like, what more can I do? Yeah. You know, I feel there's like a, I'm kind of There's a certain plateau yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> totally. I, I definitely feel like I reached that plateau in 2018 before Chrisera came along, and she kind of just fucking, whew. She whew. took it next level. She definitely took it to the next level. So what's the big difference having a manager? Having a manager is amazing. I <laughs> I know she's like, in the room, so it's awesome. She's, she's sitting right next to me, y'all. <laughs> but uh, no, like, it's so nice, like, not having to do all the work for myself. And yeah. I know that sounds like, you know, this is like what you want to do, so why don't you want to do it? And it's like, it's like kind of, it's bigger than that, in a sense. I think, you know, everybody kind of knows it's bigger than that. But Chrisera, you know, she responds to the emails, like... <laughs> She talks, she reaches out to people. I don't have to do that. She's already doing more than what I was doing in the whole year that I've been DJing in 2018. You know, like, and I, she's only been my official manager for, like, three weeks. What, three, four weeks now? Three? Three weeks she's been my official manager. And fucking And y'all already going to South by South. We're already yeah. doing shit, like, crazy. crazy. More than what I would have been doing if it was just me. So I'm just, like, super thankful for that because I'm just, huh. I don't know. Like, I get weird when it comes to communicating with people, you know? So, she she definitely does that. She's good at what she does. All right. Um, I'm going to derail this from South by a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how often you get this question. I'm not sure if you like this question. <laughs> oh, There's a lot of preface, but it shouldn't be that bad. Okay. What's it like being a female DJ? Word. In, in you know... Music industry is a boys' club, always has been. Yeah, I'm curious about this. That's too. one. Number okay. two, what's it like being a black female Ooh. DJ? Ooh, you got you got two things that, I mean, aren't always a thing. And mm-hmm. then on top, of, like I just I don't know if it makes a big difference in your career, and if it like hits you in certain ways, that's the things I want to know. Damn, to be honest, I don't think anybody's ever asked me that second question. Um, but the first question I get damn near every day, you know, like, what's it like being a female DJ? And I'm always like, you know, it's great because it is great. There are a lot of great aspects to being a female DJ. I feel like, you know, sometimes people might not just choose me because I'm a woman and there's so little of us that I, it sometimes works to my advantage. Um, but I'm also really good at my job, so I think that kind of forces a lot of people to overlook the fact that, wow, she's not, like, one of the best female DJs. She is, like, one of the best DJs, Mm -hmm. you know? So I always tell people, like, if they're complimenting me, just don't call me, like, the best female DJ because there's, like, fucking three in Pittsburgh, you know? Like, that's not really a good comparison. So just just (laughs) say, if you really fuck with me, just say I'm the best DJ. But, you know, it's, it's a challenge, Absolutely, just being a woman in a male-dominated industry, it's always a challenge. It always has been, and I feel like it always will be. Um, But being black, holy shit, that just adds, like, something else to it. And um, I don't really know. that. I never really analyzed that experience yet because this is honestly the first time anybody's ever asked me, and I never really thought about that. I just kind of always made my identity just being a female DJ. 
obviously I know I'm a person of color, so that's an, an identity <laughs> that I have, you know, and I have dealt with my whole life, but I never really... So it doesn't... It's interesting. You don't see any direct affect because of that specifically. I think Mostly I do, actually. I think do you, do you I see do. that, like, in Southside? Hell, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that's sure. the first thing I think about, because yeah. the first conversation we're yeah. having is about, like these moments where you're just like, I can't get into these places. Right. And like, you're a working person. You're not just like anybody, you know? Right. I think a lot of times for me, I overlook stuff too, just because, you know, I just keep saying in the most humble way, I feel like I'm the shit, you know, like I go somewhere and I'm like, you know, like y'all know who I am. So I feel like I don't really have to, you know, present myself in a way where, I'm showing all my identities or making it known that these are all the identities that I have or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I just kind of want to go somewhere and feel like I'm a human, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. and I, I get that I have all these identities, but I guess that definitely gets overlooked in my brain. And most of the time, to be honest, I'm drunk when I go out. So I don't even <laughs> give a fuck. I'm like super lit when I'm out all the time. So I damn sure don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, but I, I thinking back on it, I think definitely being a black woman um, changes the game a little bit. You know, there's a lot, a lot of um, female DJs in Pittsburgh that you guys probably don't even know of, and they're white, and they're like killing shit right now, in so many different uh, genres of music. I know I have some EDM friends, DJ friends, some friends who are doing Southside a lot. You know, and they're they're white girls, and they're killing shit. But they would never book me for that. They know my people. They know my crowd. It's just like when, uh, who said that Chance the Rapper, like, dreadhead niggas in the lobby? Like, I feel like people, like, look out for shit like that. Like, oh, this is Femi. She's cool. But, like, let's see who the type of people that she bring. And, you know, yeah, I'm in Lawrenceville, and it's a very diverse crowd. But at the same time, my squad is with me. Yeah. Damn near at all my gigs. So, you know, I think that that brings a little fear for some you know yeah yeah um, mm-hmm. people who have spaces <laughs> when they try to book me so i know like it's, it's going to be like harder for me to get in yeah bad but <laughs> right and it sucks that definitely sucks it's going to be harder for me to get a gig on the south side because of the type of music i play because they don't don't want the people that listen to that music there and because of who i bring you know mm-hmm. like i that i can definitely say that shit sucks that, for yeah, sure no you know doubt. that shit sucks but you know we still we make a way without it you know we don't need the south side or we don't need you know whatever place that's going to be prejudiced against us anyway because that's just you know we'd probably fuck their shit up anyway <laughs> <laughs> you know so we don't need to be there regardless we don't even want to be around those people yeah, so you're just like making your own path it doesn't hell yeah that. you know if you accept me like Lord, you accept me yeah, man. Yeah, my manager in the background, she's saying, like, we go where we're celebrated. And that's, like, a fact. Like, I really do go where I'm comfortable. Like, <laughs> even when I, I go out by myself because I'm bored. And, like, <laughs> I know everybody at the bar, you know. And that's just, like, that's cool to me. That's yeah. super cool because you know you're going to go out. I don't even need my squad with me to know that, oh, like, I'll be cool. You know, mm-hmm. I'll be safe here or I'll be appreciated here. Or they know who I am here, so they'll look out. You know, like, that's that's cool. It's really nice that you can find these pockets. Hell like, yeah. These places where you're actually comfortable. Yeah. You can do your work. You can just be you, you know? I agree. And it works. I use it for my advantage. Yeah, I mean, and you're, like, creating and supporting an environment that is meant to be all-inclusive anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Sorry, this is like really close to me. I'm just going to back up a little. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about music. The Word. music you choose. Okay. The music. So like, like you're a DJ. You curate. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. So where'd the music that you started DJing come from and how did that evolve? Um, I think I started just DJing like stuff that was on the radio. Or I started DJing things that I heard that was cool. Like from my friends. Mm-hmm. And then like once I started taking DJing serious, which was in probably like 2017 leading up to 2018, which was like a really big year for me as a DJ, like a, a breakout DJ, you know, um, just playing shit that I heard on the radio that I thought people would like. And then, you know, I'm like, OK, cool. Like I can get paid for this. So I started kind of doing what I wanted to do. Just because, like, you know, I'm at a party and I get bored easily, you know, like I'm a party person, so I know what the crowd usually likes. So then I just started playing like shit that I wanted to hear at parties. I love to twerk. I love to dance. You know, I love to dance on stages, on chairs, <laughs> on bars, wherever I can yeah. dance on, on, on people. people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Swear. <laughs> You've never been humped by a femi before? Yeah, so like like I said earlier, I be lit. Like <laughs> so I be having a good time. So that just kind of is always in the back of my mind when I'm DJing. You know, I want the crowd to be how I am when mm-hmm. I'm not DJing. And when I'm not DJing, I just want to hear what I would play. You, you know? live it. You live it. Yeah, like I literally live it. And I think that's what kind of sets me apart from a lot of other DJs um, because they don't, you know, they just want to play what they think people like. I feel like I play more like what I know people like because I like it. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a part of the party, you know, so I know what I want to dance to, what is going to make the, the girls dance and what's going to make the guys want to dance with the girls, you know. So, like, because that's a whole nother thing. Like, a lot of people don't know how to make people dance. All right. So how do you make people dance? Man, you <laughs> just play some pop and shit. And really, <laughs> you got to start off with, most of the time, I feel like people are going to dance because they know that you're the type of DJ that you are you're going to make them dance. So they're usually coming to my events like, all right, cool, like, I'm going to be dancing tonight. So they're on their mind, they're already dancing. You know, that's in their plan. But I feel like for the people that might be, you know, new to my parties, I feel like, you know, it just always takes one twerk song. (laughs) If you can get the girls dancing and twerking, they're going to find a dude to twerk on. So that, (laughs) like, you know, like, or or the girls are going to be all twerking in a circle and then it'll be like the dudes like, oh shit, okay. They got her little squad getting it. So they're gonna go over to them like some real Pittsburgh shit, you know? Like <laughs> I feel like that is just like the the type of energy that I always look for when I'm DJing and when I'm not DJing. So when I DJ, I make it a point to make sure people don't stop dancing, you know? I'll try to keep the same energy, whether it be a slow song. Or an EDM house song, you know, I want to keep the same vibe, like, throughout the whole party. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got a few different playlists, well, not playlists, like, you have a few different sets for different types of parties, or do you just, like, do you have your style and people hire your style? I think I have my style, and people, when, most of the time when they hire me for, you know, like, a private event, 
they pretty much know what they're getting or they're hiring me because of what my style is. So my style is usually I play a lot of um, um, Afrobeat, dancehall, trap, anything that make you twerk, as I like to say. Um, that's like what Femi plays. Like I'm known for playing like most of the, the new African songs that you hear in Pittsburgh or like, you know, reggae, old reggae, old dancehall, you know, shit like that. And then, like, the new songs that, you know, I'm going to be listening to in my car, you know, mm -hmm. on my way there or something like that. Um, so that's kind of what people book me for, I think. But I definitely am, like, at this point in my career, I can probably play anything, anywhere, for anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. And feel comfortable. And feel cool and confident and know that I can kill it, you know. I'm starting to break out into the EDM world, so I'm getting some gigs in EDM and... That's a really fun genre to DJ for. Is there a lot of uh, difference in your crowd when you DJ to EDM? Of course. It's like all white people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I like was, all white people. I just wasn't going to say that. I, honestly, I wasn't I feel like sure. I don't know shit about EDM. It's cool, man. And I like lived that lifestyle for a while. Yeah. Like so raves I'm like, and. Yeah, like the rave lifestyle. Like I was super duper familiar with it for a good bit of my life. Um, <clears throat> but. I just, you know, that's that crowd is different. But also the crowd that I feel like comes, you know, follows me to every party. They come to every party, mm -hmm. no matter what genre I play, and they have a good mm -hmm. time. So that that's what I think is kind of special about me is I can have an event where it's EDM and then, like, have the same people there that, that were there at my dance hall Afro beat event or the same people who are at my hip-hop trap you know, R&B event, and they all come and all have just as good of, you know, a time because of, you know, who yeah. the DJ is. They're, like, bringing that Femi energy to yeah, each one really of Yeah, they really make, events. like, Femi Gang is it's more than just me. Like, Femi Gang, when I said that, I think when, it, you know, when we first started, that's definitely, like, my brand. That's just what I call, like, you know, my, not my fans, but just the people that, follow me around, who will support me, all my friends. Like, if you're in Femi Gang, then you probably come to all my events. Like, and it's just like a gang mentality, you know? Like, it's just, I don't know, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> That's it. This, this liquor's really good. <laughs> what? You crazy. I thought it was Jim yeah. Bean. It's Evan it's Williams. Evan Williams. <laughs> oh shit! That's why it tastes like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not fancy. It's just <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's okay. No, if you like it, cool. I'm I'm glad. I uh, like anything. <laughs> shout out to Drew from the attic for <laughs> providing this. Evan yeah, Williams. providing a, a bottle real quick. Shout out to Drew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I could take credit for that. Anyway, Jamie, is there anything you want to ask? I think you pretty much stole my question. <laughs> oh, what was your question? What's it like to be a female DJ? Damn, I stole your question. Yeah, you yeah, should. We had talked about that. that on the other podcast that we had recorded, where I was like, oh, where I did? people ask me like, what's it like to be a female artist, and I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah, that's why I was. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, a question for you. I'm sure. I'm like, I don't even think about that's such that. a different <laughs> form of art yeah yeah like, I'm anybody like, I'm just, can i'm just making i'm like being a woman doesn't inform what i make but apparently it informs how people look at me so huh, i mean I, I said it before like even if your art isn't about pittsburgh no matter what it's informed by pittsburgh you mm -hmm. know so like you're still a pittsburgh True. artist you know what i mean yeah absolutely so, like, 
no matter what, you can't shed the fact that you're a woman unless you like physically decide not to be right. a woman. You know, <laughs> people are always gonna look at that first. You know, they're yeah, always but I gonna hate, like, if they try to like put you. you in a box with that though. I, I hate it too. You know, I just feel like it just kind of comes with the territory. Especially like us as creatives, like we're everybody in this room is a creative, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know they're like, what's it mean to be a female painter? And it's like, what the fuck, yo? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean a female painter? How about yeah. just a painter? Right. And I feel like art. That's in why that I was sense, really not, not trying even to like, ask that question, but I knew it would spark <clears throat> conversation. You know it, I mean? Yeah, of course. And obviously, I get that question often, but I feel like in your sense, like art is. Is it even like male dominated? Oh my god! Yeah, like historically, it's like well, historically, of course. All right, we're talking like across the art spectrum, like everything, everything, everything. Of course, let's be real. That's very true. That's super duper true. Yeah, but it's okay. (laughs) Women are taking down creeps, and I'm all for it. Yeah, we are. (laughs) We're like heavy in cancel life right now. Oh fuck yeah! (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of canceled. No, we still have something about Michael Jackson. No. Oh shit! Oh, I sat through that documentary. Ooh, no, I oh, you sat through the actual. Is it about that kid that came out or something? Yeah, it's it was like actual footage. Of I only a, saw like oh, a it's, this it's footage of Instagram him in a post. deposition. No, it's like point. real heavy. For it's real? super heavy. Where he's just heavy. like standing there, like uh, you can't see oh. my face, but like perfect. Like, <laughs> he just did it. Giggling when some awkward, really uncomfortable question comes up, and his lawyer is like, "Don't answer that." He's like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" <laughs> it's bad. No, oh. if you got fucking four hours to watch this documentary like what is I it did. on where can i watch it's it it's on hbo go oh okay i just saw a couple clips from it from the little boy yeah it's yeah. uh some he- heavy shit it's some heavy shit but like about- like that guy's like the top of ever you know like he's literally the king of pop and people still try to bring him down people he's are not trying to cancel him he's dead fucking living like <laughs> yeah I mean, That's he died insane. before all these allegations. Yeah, for the he most died before yeah. anyway. stuff could happen. But people knew, though. He yeah, was yeah, people knew. Weirdos, people knew. To be honest, <laughs> like, you know. but we're all weirdos, so I feel like nobody, even like that whole R. Kelly thing. Like, I mean, we're weirdos, we, but we're not like literally abusing children. Yeah, yeah, like that R. Kelly shit, man, got me fucked up. Oh my I God. wish interview today. What the fuck? <laughs> like that I've been interview for all my life. That's tough. What? Oh my God! Can you? you know? I just man. They yeah, like such of him like standing uh, over her screaming. I can't, his like, fence. Yeah, I was like, this is so like, fucked oh up. Yo, yeah, it's wild. I feel she like, was so calm though. She was just sitting there. She did a, amazing. <laughs> she knew. So she knew she had. Oh, she had to be on yeah, point yeah, for that yeah, shit. Because sure. she would have let her like angry woman, angry black woman, you know, just angry mm. person. Well, people would have taken her down harder than oh, they were yeah, doing with they R. Kelly. R. Kelly. So she had to be on point for that, but. Yeah, Matt was I'm glad she was. Swear. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad. Yeah. Swear. They make such a bad like repu- reputation for us creatives. Like, we're all fucking weird, but it's, it's like, like damn. To top, we're not that weird. It's yeah. like, yo, okay, I get it. Like, like we're all like waiting for Ariana Grande <laughs> to do something wrong. Yeah. Swear, like it's not it's a shame. I know. Yeah, it's a fucking I hope shame. I don't ever get like that. I never will. No. I don't no. think I ever could. No, to be I, honest, <laughs> I don't think I, I am. I think you're okay. <laughs> I think I'm okay. I, I hope so. <laughs> I, yeah, my friends wouldn't let me. They'd be like, Fimmy. <laughs> they would literally look at me in my eye and just be like, Fimmy. <laughs> it's your fucking shit together. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's great that you're not alone on that. Yeah, I'm definitely not alone, man. I got a good team behind me. Team right. of friends and family. Well... Uh, I think we can close this out. What do yeah. you think, Jamie? What do you think, Femi? 
Word. I, mean, <laughs> I guess I don't have to ask to you, you guys. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> Our you have anything you really want to say? Like, um, is there anything you want to plug weeks from well, now? Oh, God. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, coming up, we have, we're opening up for Lee Kelly 47. No uh, way. Uh, I was, yes. I was just listening to her. Oh my God. That's Yo, you guys are the first people to know this. <laughs> so like, hopefully Ooh. this comes out before that event. Uh, like, I'm going to make sure it does. April, <laughs> yeah, it will. the event is on April 3rd and right, it's going to be some time in the evening. You know, oh make God. sure you have fun and spirit. They're going to post all the information. Is that RB's Actually, event? I think it's that Smile and Moose. Um, I know our oh, I know RB is a part of it. It's okay. not spirit. I think it's that Smile and Moose. Okay, I think, but you know, really? Oh fuck! No, I, I hope it's spirit. Smiling Moose reason, is too small. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. When he posted, hold on, let me go edit this. Oh part my God, out. I'm so there though. Yo, like when we got this shit. Yeah, like, like tickets are going on sale. I'm getting one ASAP. Getting one immediately. That's so crazy. I had no idea if she was coming to Pittsburgh. Oh my god. Yes. Literally just listening to money. Hold on. Make sure you have fun. <laughs> okay. I was so excited. I was like, fuck, y'all never getting this out of me. Oh, you guys got me this time. Ask Femi. I'm always like, yeah. It's actually not on. Let me see if it's on their Facebook. It's actually, I don't feel like doing that, but. I'll just plug it back in. All right. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah, it's either at Spirit or Smiling Moose. Um, open up for Lee Kelly 47. Um, I forget where it's at right now. I don't have the flyer in front of me, you know. But that's going to be on April 3rd, and that's a fucking huge deal, man. I oh play her God. shit that's all the time. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be pretty amazing. Um and that's like the next biggest thing outside of Southwest that I got coming up. You know, that's like the one plug-in I got for you guys. Oh yeah, right. this yeah. will be out before that happens. Lee so. Kelly Forty Seven. We'll totally post that. Yes, event and here in too. Pittsburgh, a part of Heart Acrylic tour. Yes, that's yeah, hot. like that's it's gonna hot. be cool. It's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be. And lit. if you've ever been to a for me show, for me concert, for me see me. Whew, perform on a big stage, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it'll be crazy. Like it's just gonna be such a good time. I just can't believe I'm open up for her. She's like a legend to me, you know, <laughs> like I'm for people like yeah, us. Like, awesome. yeah, that's that's, that's definitely Holy some. You have some hangs shit. in the green room and all yeah. that, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> I'm gonna make them pick out all the the fucking green skittles. <laughs> it's like not. Nah. <laughs> all right. Um, that's it. We're going to wrap up on that. Thanks, Femi, for coming on. Yeah, yes. man. Thank you for having me. Uh, just real quick, you guys can follow me on all my social media at DJ Femi412. Um, uh, follow me on SoundCloud, too. I got new mixes coming out pretty much um, biweekly. Um, my newest mix that I just dropped called Femi's Smoke Room, um, Smokers Club, and that one is super lit. It's like little 30-minute mixes that I've been releasing biweekly. Um, so just, you know, keep your eyes open for that, but you know, thank you guys for all the support. I want to say shout out to Pittsburgh for supporting me. Shout out to my friends, shout out to Femi gang, shout out to the family and everybody who's been riding with me since day one, even like the people that just came on the, on the bus, you know, <laughs> shout out to y'all. So thank you all for having me. And you know, the attic is a super dope space. I can't wait to come back. Oh man. Femi is awesome. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't checked her out live, 
Go check her out. Follow her. Follow her all over Pittsburgh. Go to her shows. Already know. Pay for her shows. Yeah, pay for her shows. I'm serious. Pay for her shows. Otherwise, she wouldn't be able to do what she's doing. Exactly. All right. If you want to reach out to us, if you want to send us any more of your questions, or if you have suggestions for maybe guests or really just anything you want to say to us, we got our Instagram, what do you do again? Our Facebook page, what do you do again? You can send us an email, wdydapodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, please rate, review, subscribe. (gasps) Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> please. Please. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Stitcher, Google Play. Buzzsprout. Uh, Buzzsprout. Yeah, I almost forgot that fifth one. All right, I thank you, I don't even know Jamie. what that one is. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally like how we host these podcasts. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. We'll catch y'all next time. See you next time. Uh,